Hi there. It's great to have you with us. This is the podcast for college Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm Father Patrick. Following what we spoke about last time, that is, sacramentals and relics, this time we will speak about something that is intimately related, and that is sacred buildings, sacred things, sacred times and people. In the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 9, we read that Moses, while in the desert, noticed a bush that was burning, but it was not consumed. So he decided to come closer and see what was going on. As he got closer, God spoke to him from the bush and said, Do not come near. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. So the powerful presence of God in that particular place sanctified it, made it holy or sacred, in such a way that Moses was ordered not to approach with the same attitude he had elsewhere. In a similar way, in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 2, verses 13 and 17, we read that Jesus went into the temple of Jerusalem and expelled those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers, and he said, Take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of Scripture, Zeal from your house will consume me. So here again we see how the sacredness of the place dedicated to the worship of God required a particular attitude and respect because it is sacred. It was sacred and holy. And that impelled Jesus to expel these people who were conducting everyday business in that sacred place. So when we say something is sacred, we mean that it is separated for the worship of God and for the sanctification of man. In this way, we can divide realities in two types, those that are for everyday use and those that are dedicated for the service of God. The first we call profane or mundane, if you want, which in this case is not like a bad word or something. It just simply means that it's used for regular or everyday activities. The second type of things we call sacred, which means dedicated for holy things, for holy activities, for the worship of God. In this sense, playing football or studying for college, buying a bike or drinking coke in a restaurant would be day-to-day -day activities or profane activities in this sense. On the other hand, attending holy mass, celebrating a wedding, going to confession, professing religious vows, etc., would be sacred activities. Now, what is important is that all this reminds us that there are things that are physical and material in this world, and those are good because they're created by God. And therefore, matter, as far as it is created by God, is good. Now, I make this clarification because there are religious groups or organizations of people that consider that some material things are intrinsically evil. There's a long explanation, but basically they think material things are created by some type of evil God. However, we believe as Catholics that God has created the entire world and the entire universe, even material things, and therefore God 
who has created material things can consecrate those material things, places, and people and activities for his service. The one who consecrates is always God, but man can offer and dedicate things for the service of our Lord as well. So whenever there is a reality that is consecrated, God has dedicated that reality to himself in some degree. And he uses that reality, that physical reality, as an instrument to offer his graces and sanctifying action through that reality for the benefit of mankind. This is why praying in a church is better than praying in the park, in gener generally speaking, let's say. Praying while holy, holding a rosary can be more beneficial than not holding one. Blessing ourselves with holy water when trying to reject a temptation can be very helpful. And among many other examples, I would add one that can be very helpful to you as a college student who will probably one day get married in the future. It is better and more conducive to celebrate a sacrament of matrimony in a sacred building like a church than in a park or at the beach. So, everything that is sacred deserves our respect, and therefore, we must have a different, more reverent attitude toward consecrated things than we would toward profane things. It doesn't mean that we have to disrespect mundane things, it just means sacred things require a better, more respectful attitude from you. For example, and I mean this under regular or usual circumstances, we should not make of a church a locker room, nor should we use a chalice, which is typically used for mass, to drink beer with our friends. In that same sense, we should avoid making jokes about sacred things, because that minimizes the reverence we should encourage others to have toward these sacred things, people, or places that are, in fact, things that are used for their own spiritual benefit. For this same reason, you should have a more respectful attitude when you're in a sacred place within a church or in a certain sacred ceremony than if you were somewhere else in your house or somewhere in the world. For example, your dress, how loud you speak, your demeanor and conduct should manifest the reverence, the modesty, and the recollection due to a place primarily dedicated to prayer and to the worship of God. Now, of course, you'll realize that there's different degrees of sacredness. First of all, God, of course, is the most sacred thing possible. But then we have people consecrated to God as well. And here we have two different levels. There's bishops, there's priests, there's religious men and women, and there's all the baptized insofar as they are baptized. Among other things, or among the things created, objects, let's say, we have the things that are used for Holy Mass, then the things that are used for other sacraments, and then the things that are used for our personal devotion. All things, all these things, in so far as they are sacred, they are all holy, but in different degrees. Insofar as places go, we have churches and shrines that are spaces or buildings that are separated from the common use or profane use, to be dedicated exclusively for the worship of God. And finally, we have times, days, like Sundays, a more sacred day, 
the Holy Tridium or Holy Week is more sacred, etc. Those are days in which God showers his graces more abundantly on the world. Now, any kind of offense or violence made against these sacred things is a sin, which is called a sacrilege. Again, sin is more or less serious depending on the sacredness of the item we're talking about. A sin against God or the Blessed Sacrament and the Eucharist is more serious than an act of violence against a rosary or, suppose, a statue. But also, violence against a bishop or a priest is more serious than destroying a holy card or a crucifix. All these things, there's a, there's all, all is wrong, of course, but some things are more serious because of the degree of consecration they require. All these types of consecrations require specific rite of consecration or dedication or blessing appropriate to each reality. For example, there's a rite of consecration of religious sisters. There's a rite of consecration of a priest. There's a rite of blessing for different objects used during Holy Mass. And there's a lengthy rite of dedication of a church or church building. Now, in this sense, just as an anecdote that you may be interested in knowing, larger churches are typically consecrated with a particular rite which requires the bishop of the place to anoint with oil, called Holy Chrism, 12 sections of that church in symbolism of the 12 apostles that are the 12 columns of the Catholic Church. In those 12 sections, there will be placed a small cross with a candle holder. So, if you go to a large church or basilica, you may want to find, or try to find, where are those crosses, typically built with a candle holder attached to them, and placed several feet above the ground. That is the indication that the church, that that church, was dedicated by the bishop. And every year, on the anniversary of the dedication of that church, a special Mass can be said in remembrance and thanksgiving of that event. Some of the places have been consecrated by God himself, or by the apparition of Jesus Christ, or the Virgin Mary, or the saints. In that sense, one of the holiest places in the world is the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem, where Jesus was crucified, died on the cross, was buried, and rose again on the third day. We should also mention the places of approved apparitions of the Virgin Mary, like Lourdes and Fatima, the place of the apparitions of the, the Miraculous Medal in Paris, France, and here in the U.S., the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help in Champion near Green Bay, Wisconsin. These places have been made holy by the Blessed Virgin Mary herself, by the apparition of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So, churches and shrines are places where God chose to shower his graces in a more abundant way. This is why those sacred places, in those sacred places, miracles have occurred and continue to happen every year. Miracles of physical cures, but more importantly, miracles of spiritual conversions and healings. So we should be very thankful to God, definitely very thankful to God, for blessing us in so many places, with things, with people that remind us of his presence among us. 
places that speak to us of the amazing love that God has for each and every one of us. So, just to summarize now, there are many things, first of all, that there are many things that are consecrated by God for his, to, for his worship and to convey grace to man. These things are made sacred or separated from the day-to-day -day use by a particular rite of a rite of blessing or a rite of consecration. These sacred things deserve our respect and devotion as they are, in a sense, connected to God and help us in our journey toward Him. Any act of violence against sacred things is a sin called sacrilege, which is more or less grave depending on the sacredness of that reality. And finally, churches and shrines are sacred spaces dedicated to the worship of God in which prayer and the sacraments are meant to be celebrated. God chooses to manifest his divine action more abundantly through these sacred places, and therefore we want to pray frequently at our churches and make them a familiar place in our life. So, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Please do support this podcast with your prayers, which we need so much. And please remember to leave a review in Apple Podcasts and rate us both in Apple and Spotify and to follow us in any platform that you choose to listen to podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments on this or any other episode, shoot me an email at info at fourcollegecatholics.org. I would love to hear from you. So thanks for listening. May God bless you. And we will see you next time.